directly. It doesn't seem to have helped me until now. Uh, so uh, you do say it over, uh, say it over uh, in its entirety because the questions are always uh, good and the, uh, they're uh, well uh, put and they're timely, but they're also a bit uh, possibly uh, controversial and what could be misquoted. So let's begin with, not surprisingly, the first one from an hour ago. If obviously somebody's sitting here, this was your Shaila, so if I'm not getting it complete, uh, let me know. What should be our feelings regarding uh, Ukraine after what they did during World War II? Should we feel bad? So, there's a Rambam that's pretty preferish. The mistake people make is they think it's Machlech, it's the Rambam and the Ravid. You look at the Ravid there carefully, it's in Hoch's Malachim, it's not Pash at all, the Ravid's even being on this Prat. And it's a Kiddush to a lot of people. The Rambam says it's Dover Pashat, there's a Mechilta that sounds not so. The Shailiz is, Rambam holds it's Machlekes, Shaz Babli in the Mechilta, whatever the Pshat is. The Rambam says clearly, an Amaleki, a real Amaleki, if you can identify one, the times when you could, an Amaleki can do tshuva before the war starts. Obviously, if we're coming to do Mechias Amalek and then all of a sudden they say, don't shoot some of my best friends are Jewish. So we don't really take that that seriously. But um, Amaleki can do tshuva when it's an honest process. We don't know if there's somebody in the running, so to speak, to be Amalek, whether it has to be Ben Ahaban genealogically or anybody who acts like Amalek, which is like a suicidal type of sinister stroll, not the average sinister stroll, which many of the Umasalim share. But you're willing to get burnt, as in Rashi and Chumash, or jumping in a hot bath. So if anybody would be in the running for that uh, get there, it would be the Nazis in Marshaman, it would be the Germans. But they are, aren't, were, weren't. It's not really that relevant now. Those who are alive, come out, all of them weren't even alive then. It doesn't mean they like us. But even if in Tinsalama they were Malaykim, it doesn't mean that they can't do tshuva and they can't at least want to publicly not take a position that they're going to try to kill everybody and uh, be against everybody and get rid of the Yidden. Which happens to be their position now. Is it real? Who knows? But it's fine. We'll take whatever friends we can get, fake or real, as long as they're cooperating. The Ukrainians, as the person who sent in this question knows historically where come out as bad or uh, I can't say worse because you can't get worse but the SS sent in very few people in Ukraine because they knew the locals would do the job for them they didn't need too much manpower that's how bad it was Lithuanians weren't that far behind the Poles weren't that far behind that and we had plenty of Rishayim to go around Anybody getting bombed now, anybody in the war now, uh, probably wasn't there. You could have an elderly gentleman who was, and yesh dimvi yesh dayan, and if he gets eliminated because he deserves it, okay. So we're not, uh, we're not in charge. Kaviyachal keeps everything in a long uh, view of the din and uh, 
and Rachamim and when the din is carried out. That's not really our business per se. But there are probably some people that would fit that description. And then there are others who now were born into this sinister Israel and would still do damage to Yidin. So, Baved Risham Rina. We'd wish they uh, would do tshuva, but if they're not, Baved Risham Rina. So, for getting rid of Risham, fine. That doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the general outlook. Uh, wars are never good for anybody, unless we have a Melchemist Mitzvah, if and when. And even then, the Ramab says, before Melchemist, if it's honest, they could do tshuva. And the war is not good because there are innocent people who will be killed. And it's not good for the rest of the world because it causes a lot of uh, suffering, even if it's not in the line of fire, economically, and all sorts of other potential nizakin. And we certainly, if the answer, the short answer to the question is, should we feel bad? Yeah, there are always going to be innocent people getting killed, and therefore basic midas harachamim, racham is yes, you should feel bad. Is it klape shemaya understandable that Afka Ukrainians and the older ones should maybe be getting hurt, as we began with? Maybe, maybe not, but if that's true, then there should be wars taking place in other countries as well, uh, further west, and uh, there's no war there right now, so... Uh, certainly you also have to be careful we don't make our shkafas uh, krum we're not makalkil the din because of world opinion but after you know this general overview when there's certainly a, many tzadim that rachmim is in place and the desire for general peace is good for the world order and therefore good for the yidin and good for our yishav adas uh, it's certainly not a good idea to be publicly uh, going around touting your knowledge of the Holocaust that, uh, and they all deserve it and they, because right away you're going to say well most of the people weren't even there and they're going to ask all these kashas and that's the answer so you also have to be careful uh, what you say and who you're saying it to even though many of us sitting here whether it was your great-great-grandparents or great-aunts and uncles, or whatever the case may be, were taka tortured and killed by people like this, but not the people we're looking at necessarily. And then you have to go back to that Rambam. So that's the short overview. Lamaisa Muhammad's are usually not good for anyone, and as I try always to put in, especially before the beginning of Isman, second half of the Shia will have the Divrei Chizik and Hiseris, is that uh, if you're not uh, being asked by the CIA or the American government or the Ukrainian government and Mr. Zelensky is not calling you for your opinion, it's really not Kadai to waste too much time following this or any other current events minute to minute because often it's the same news and often a lot of the commentary is crumb. There are a lot of tsarists like in the world and you stop putting something up here on a pedestal and then everything else compared to that is nothing than that's krum. There are many tragedies going on day to day in the realm of Ruchnius in terms of agendas of governments, even free governments like the United States of America, that are probably doing more damage day to day in the world. And they look at this as, no, we're saving the world, and uh, you have to have only two things in mind, the Ukrainian war and climate change and everything else is fine. So that's not true. And the more you listen to this stuff, 
the more it starts seeping in. So it's at least bitul Torah. And after that, uh, it starts seeping in all the Kroma Hashkafas, which we don't realize we're listening to until we start becoming Meshuchit. So it's Kadai to keep that in mind in general about this Matzav and about all the other things that keep floating around. And uh, most of you in the room have the ability. I was uh, telling uh, Abacha yesterday who's trying to get everybody uh, ready for the Zman and in the right mood with the right Cheshek. And Bachram don't like hearing this when you tell them these are the best years of your life and you have no achrayas and you don't have to pay the bills and you're probably not even paying the tuition. You have nothing to worry about but the Shreya Rebbe Kivager in front of you. It's really true. It's just that that 18, 19, 20, uh, you think that it can't possibly get more complicated. So I hear that from 7th graders and 8th graders and ninth graders and 10th graders. And each age, because Hashem gives you according to what you need, Everybody has their peckle, and it's complicated. You can't, it can't get more complicated than this. I'm not trying to scare anybody. It can't get more complicated. And you have to start uh, multitasking and doing many, many other things that you're not doing now. And you'll do it, and you'll be fine. But you'll look back, and you say, why didn't I listen to those who have been there and done that and thrown myself into it more and not worried about all the things I'm worrying about later? So it's not a chayv kaddish to tumult the entire eighth grade about Masifta or about in tenth grade whether you're switching and in twelfth grade uh, first year base medrash and it's not it's not necessary. There's a limited time you have to make those decisions, but don't spend the whole zman doing it. And just in the last two days of my discussions with various bachim, if they make the mistake of starting off the discussion with Elul, I tell them, come back to me after Tisha B'Av. They're talking the about Elul now. <laughs> that's not a... That's, you have a whole Zman in front of you. Uh, use it, uh, and uh, it's a lot to be gained. They say, yeah, it's only 12 weeks. Uh, some have gears of 10 weeks. I don't know where they are. And some have uh, 14 weeks. And the, uh, but whatever it is, it's a nice chaticha uh, and it's not going to die to waste. And when you get off a tumult with the uh, current events that come with all the uh, dais that are not from Shas and Peskin, it becomes problematic. So that's the uh, short answer to the first question. Next, I thought this was written very well. A person who uh, sent this in, I guess you could tell me who you are afterwards because it's a compliment. Obviously, they are trying to balance their Chavrashaf and Avas Yisrael and balance the din and the halacha at the same time. You'll see what I mean in, right now. What does one think, what should one think, when he sees a minion davening after the Zman? I don't know where you would ever see a minion davening after the Zman. Where would this come up? I don't know, but it was sent in from somewhere else. Uh, where would the, how often would this come up? In a war, maybe Rahman Lutzlan, if they couldn't get up, they were bunker beforehand or whatever the case may be the night before so uh, what should one think so it's a great question because there are a number of machshavas that can go through your head first machshava most important is the din and uh, the din is uh, you got down before the zman and the bacher who asked this understood that he wants to know what should he think of the people who are not doing that so here's the balance between not having machshavas of gaiva, that, ah, these Amaratsim, 
Don't they know it says Beferish and Shochan Aruch, Beferish Sugi in the Gemara without a Chaylik? They have to daven on time. I'm not talking about the Tzadikim Yechidei Skula who had their own Zmanim. I'm not here to attack Gedele Elam or talk about the Hamanam and everybody is Maida. That guy came to me uh, right before Yom Kippur and uh, he said he was in, well, I won't mention where he was, but he was in a Makam which Shtibloch uh, wasn't a Mansi. And they have a lot of minyanim that go a long time from Alaysa Shachar. And he said there was a sign there that had Zmanim before the Slichas Ashmaris Abaker. And the Zmanim went up to like 11.45. And he said he ripped it down. He was so angry. This guy's a Chassid uh, He was so annoyed. Uh, and then people had tainas on him. So he came to me, of all people. He wanted to know, uh, you know, was that the right thing to do? I said, maybe if everybody's made that it's certainly uh, the thing to do. It's certainly Ashmeris Abaker. It's hard to describe Ashmeris Abaker at five minutes before Chatzais in any language. So, um, you know, maybe they, well, for Yom and Aram, maybe that's a good idea. It was inspired to me from the conversation, which I was fascinated about. I, I spoke to him for a few minutes. I said, is everybody in the Chevra made that it's uh, better than the I said, of course. See, so I saw my figuring was, he tells me, that at least uh, at least before Shoshana, Lamaisa, that doesn't give any heter for Hiram of Gaiva, and it doesn't mean you should think anybody's uh, not doing other areas there of Hashem. This has always been a long-running uh, issue, and the Nafkamina would be, you should be Masada in your mind why you do what you do and be Mechazagit, and if you have a friend or two who have a Messiah that they're really doing as man, they're just floating because they see good people, uh, good people, uh, doing it afterwards, and my Kriyashma gets lost, and my Tfil gets lost, and you feel you can one or two people in a nice way, then that's always a nice thing to do. But that shouldn't be triggering Machlikis or Gaiva, and what comes up every Benazmanim, which is going to come up uh, now as well, and gives me an opportunity to. Uh, but find something, which I'll do in a minute. There is a tremendous opportunity for Dafka, a chaver, your age, who you can have a shvan, and sometimes you say something, and it's all about peer pressure. And that's true about stopping conversations that are leading to Lashon Hara, and stopping things that are going on, and it takes one or two people to say something, and you can really be pile a tremendous amount. And then people think that's not true, and they get very uneven. They can say, Mani, Miani, and that's for the Rosh Hashiva, and that's for the Rabbeim, and that's for the Ziknei Hadar, and for the Rabbonim. And the... That's not true. It's all the above have an effect. The people standing there, like your friends, have a bigger effect. So if that was where the question was coming from, what does one think and what should one do? So that would be an Eitzah, but shouldn't uh, assume that uh, the person's a, a rush for doing it, even though the way you're trying to process the din, you don't think it's the correct way to go. And that's, I think, a uh, balanced approach. Speaking of people who are late, should one skip part of Pazukah Zimra to make Birchus Kriyashima before the end of Seismah Kriyashima? This actually is a very good shayla. It comes up. We have uh, three minyanim and ashul. In the morning, 6.45, 8, and 9. And it used to be 9.10 two weeks ago. We moved it to 9 because my creation was 9.29. And it's going to be 9.27 soon. So it um, happens to be that 
what this person is referring to is a chumrah. That's why it's a good shaylun. Saying all of the zimra is the din if you could do it. So what he's asking is, is it more important to say another haluka, another part of the zimra versus this hider of uh, being two minutes ahead? If you're with a minion, then you have to convince everybody that you're doing this. Otherwise, it's not going to help you. You can't say, God, you're sorry. You can't start Shemana say before the Elam, you're not going to do the Bitsiber. So if you're, if you're asking this question, it means the Bitsiber has to make a decision. Lamaisa, it's a close call. Lamaisa, finishing Kriya Shema, its entirety within the Zman Kriya Shema should be done. Birchas Kriya Shema, including Gal Yisrael, is a Chumrah, is a hidden. So if you have to, the whole item has to now speed up and skip another few minutes of Bezuka to Zimra to do that, you should not do that. Say more Bezuka to Zimra, finish, if it really gets down to a minute or two, finish Kriya Shema Bezman, even if that affects Birchas Kriya Shema. Even though their sheet is a hold, Rabbi Yashav happened to have held it on the Shirem, the Sugya, he says that there's a very beginning to finish Birch's Kriya Shema. Everybody holds this Lachatchila, Shailah is it Makev, and would it be more important than Bezuka to Zimra? It's a good Shailah in the balance of the Sugya. I don't know timing-wise if it should really come up, because if you're that close, how long does it take you, I think this morning, to get from Hashem HaKechem Emes to Gal Yisrael? If you say nine minutes, I'd like to uh, suggest uh, a shidduch or two, uh, because that's quite a madrega. It's a question of another minute or two, so then you're looking at this amount of chart, they already tell you they could be two minutes off, so you probably shouldn't, getting, shouldn't be getting so close to Krishna in the first place, but it's a good shayla in terms of the sugi, yes? The mail of having brachos with the Krishna. So you still have it. You have the other box of the Krishna. Shaili is that last bracha, the Yisrael. There is an Indian to have that within Zaman Kriyashma also, but if you don't, you're not losing the Kriyashma with the brachas. Even though you're not you That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Was that the Shiloh? It's a different Shiloh. Okay. But that, that was the Shiloh. Okay. So, well, the first Shiloh was a good Shiloh, even yeah. if nobody asked it. Uh, so, that Shiloh, that's the guy, and that already is a little bit even closer. Lamaisa, it's not a good habit to. What? Repeat the Shiloh? He says the second version of the Shiloh, or the original version, was should you be Yetzinah's... You got up in the morning, you don't know what time you're going to get there, if that's the case. Say Kriyashma with a Tanai. You want to be Yetzinah if you're going to miss it. But the Tanai, the second part of the Tanai, if you can make a Tanai in an Indian halacha, which is not so posh, but the many things we do. So then you see, oh, Baruch Hashem, the guy said Bezuka the Zimra with Rizus. I guess I'll call it that. And all of a sudden, we're still holding in Zman Kriya Shema with Birchus Kriya Shema. So then there is a Maila to say Kriya Shema with Birchus Kriya Shema. It's not Ma'akev. The guy holds it's closer to being Ma'akev. But the Psakalach is it's not Ma'akev. So I would still say it. It's closer, but I would still say it's not a good habit to keep skipping most of the Pesach Zimra. And Lamai said, you said Kriya Shema already. And you say, and we don't pass in that Birchus Kriya Shema is Ma'akev. Uh, I would still not suggest to st- skip more. And again, if we're getting this uh, close here, you're covered because you said it before and you have it tonight. But the, um, the Zmanim are not exact. And especially in Muncie, you have from here to 
Wesley Hills and Pomona, you got mountains and Roshlomo Zalman. Imagine Roshlomo Zalman said this. He lives in Yushalayim, he's born in Yushalayim. Been Yushalayim in a number of Darius. And the Shaila in Yushalayim comes up all the time. When is Shkia and Mamela? When is Nates? And when are all the Zmanim? And you're on top of a mountain, you're looking down, and it's a different view of when the sun is coming up from when you're in the valley or somewhere in between. And he has long chuvas on, and he says at the end, it's a very complex topic, and he doesn't really have a messiah on it. Which is pretty, coming from a Shlom who was not only the Pesach, he was a mathematical genius, and he and lived in Yushalayim. And he still said, that's not the Messiah. So anybody who's claiming, well, said on the Zman, 929, that's got to be the Zman, uh, they will tell you it's not exact. And in Muncie, when you're on top of the hill, bottom of the hill, it's not exact either. Ben L'Hokal, Ben L'Hachmer. So it's never a good idea to get it exactly up to the wire. Next, regarding the issue of Messiah. So this is something we have touched upon many times. And in between six months ago and now, somebody told me there was a video of Rab Chaim Zatzal where he said uh, that um, the following case with the Bachar shouldn't do Mesira. I don't know what case he said it in, so it's not going to be that relevant for our discussion, and that's important to know. You have to know where he said it and what, and when it comes to Mesira and what's going on in Yeshiva and what's going on in Chaverim, Every detail counts, like Hilchus Lashon Hara in general. It's not Masira. Masira is a strong word. Masira is when you hand somebody over to the government in the olden times when there was a shash that they put somebody in jail, Rahman Litzlan, he'd be in Sakhanas Nefashis. By and large, that's not true in this country. It could happen. Leilenu. But in Yeshiva, I have not yet met a Bachar who told me that the end of his man was very rough because they put him in jail for six weeks. Uh, in a in a bar somewhere without uh, without normal food or water, so uh, I, there's no some kind of, so Masira is a little bit uh, a little bit strong. You see, it's Masira's mummin because they're gonna take away his phone or his device. Uh, Masira's mummin because I'll take a very strong stand because it leads to some kind of That's not the case in yeshiva. So the word Masira over here, I understand what it means is. Um, it's really more Shailov Hochaz Lashon Hara. So, what should a Bacher do when asked by the Anhala about things concerning other Bacherim that are going wrong, as well as when should he go on his own? And that the question is well put because there might be two different dinim. Ramesha has an Atruva that he's not really fond of the idea of the Anhala asking because. It's a mixed message in Chinuch in terms of you're asking them to say Lashon Hara. People find the difficulty mafchin between when it's Ta'elis, it's not Ta'elis, and you're getting somebody just in the mode of speaking uh, Lashon Hara. Obviously, sometimes more necessary, and every Hanhala has to ask their own Shailas. Let me focus more, because I don't have members of the Hanhala over here, focus more on the Bacharim themselves. There are a few different dinim over here. Often, there are things going on. There's a sakana for the other bacharim, and that would include Larabas, the person who might be asking the shayla. And we have a klal chayecha kaidman. You're not if you're not doing it out of sinna, and you like the guy, and you're trying to help him. There's a baron chaver we show here to help him. You're not as mashkiach, but you should be. You are and should be concerned about the 
collateral damage that will happen if this uh, device stays around or this type of deburim continues or whatever else is going on. Or Bitzotaira, General Hisrashlus. I had uh, one bocher complaining to me a few days ago that he doesn't know what to do because this is a um, saw me rob, but it's more in the asetayv. He said there was nothing bad going on, it's just that the whole chavra is not exactly getting up on time. So I said, like, they're missing Zman Kriyashma. He said, yeah, Kriyashma and part of first Seder and sometimes uh, Shir. I don't know what time Shir is, but it's probably not 9 a.m. And that could happen in certain kufas and with certain groups. And he was complaining. He wasn't claiming he wasn't part of the problem, but he was saying that the better matzah, he would have uh, more of a cheshek to do it, because everybody's doing it. That's positive peer pressure, which is extremely powerful. So, over here, that child wouldn't come up to tell on somebody who's sleeping in. Uh, they would probably figure out he's not a shop person, he's not at Seder. So, we're focusing on the things that are really damaging or possibly going wrong, and you can't run to the Anhala, nor is it advisable, and people like to keep some of their friends every two minutes, but if there's something that's really a problem, a shayla at least should be asked. Ask an outside place. But you got to ask a shayla. It's at least chayecha kaidmin because it could be damaging for that person. And even if he thinks he's above it, which might be uh, incorrect thinking, uh, there are other people you have to worry about. So it's not one size fits all. And there might be a different shayla if the anhala asking the bacham to volunteer versus somebody just saying something anonymously because they feel there's a sakana. And sometimes that is the case. The other times, not a shaila lashon har of mesiva, bring it to somebody else. It's, as I mentioned before, you're in the matzav now, and things are being done that are not part of the regular halachelech of good bacharim, and all you got to do is just make a face or say something, and often you'll, uh, by the person who feels guilty, be called a name or two, or he'll uh, say, well, you're not so from yourself, and then you answer, I didn't claim I was so from, and I'm trying to remain somewhat from, and yeah, whatever your terrorist is going to be, but... To be silent if it's something that that hurts or you feel is potentially dangerous to you or somebody else, it's natural to try to say something in as nice as way possible that will be effective or get somebody else to do it. Uh, to be Sheval Tasa is not only dangerous, it's a missed opportunity because, again, we're not believing in our own kachas of the ability to raise other people up in a very nice, caring way. And ultimately, if you want to keep good friends, it's appreciated. You'll look back at uh, Masifta and Des Medjish, you look at the friends that stayed friends, are the ones that realize, you know, they're really here to grow and help me and, and help themselves. And they're not going to think of you years later as ah, that guy who told me I shouldn't be saying what I'm saying or doing what I'm doing. And he's not going to have tainas on you. If he's a normal person, he's a growing Ben Terry, he's going to ultimately realize that was, a, that was a good friend and a person who cared. We hope. And if he doesn't, then uh, maybe that's not the necessarily the best friend you're looking for. Yeah, I saw a hand back there. Chavaz Chaim, it's a good question. The, the Chavaz Chaim talks about the various tanaim of what you need to, before you say something, which is true when you're asked about Shidduchim and any other Lashon Elis. And he says you really got to do it Lashma. It's one of the most difficult parts to learn the Chavetz Chaim because who can claim they're 100% Lishma? You've got to try your best and learn some Moser. And I'm less worried about that. He'll get praised. Whoever wants to know in the time when they ask their Shaila and it's mutter for them to ask, 
yes, he'll be cooperating, but there's so much pressure on the other side from his friends, who might not be his friends afterwards temporarily. I don't think he's getting Hano. There's no net gain of Hano over here. I think it's a pressurized situation. So I'm less worried about that. But yeah, of course, he's close to his rabbi and he wants to help him, but he's really helping himself. And I think that's the prime motivation is just he assumes Rebbe has the Shaila, or he has the Shaila, it's the right thing to do. He's not uh, getting his Hanos uh, out of this. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not terribly worried about the issue. I think it's, uh, I think it's less common that he's going to have that, uh, that gain. Okay, let's uh, continue. Speaking of Lashon uh, for Shiduchim. So uh, if you're in the first, uh, second year, third year, uh, the first uh, rule, I'm going to give a number of rules over here, is you don't have to answer every time somebody calls. And you shouldn't be walking around with your phone anyway. I'm talking about a completely kosher phone that's not shaykh to anything bad, but if you have something in your pocket or near your pocket, it, uh, it already takes away some of your brain space, and you have noticed that already. Maybe you didn't notice it because you don't own a phone. That's fine. And you don't carry it around during this man, but you're always one phone call away and one uh, phone call, even if you're not actively making them, but receiving them or checking something. So just for the asmada and the uh, 12 and 12 doesn't equal 24 shmooz when you go into the zman. There's a certain hemshech that builds and uh, you don't have to be available. Certainly if you're not really the age where your friends are going out, depending where you are, they could often find somebody else and uh, Bach once told me he got a call, and I, I was looking at him trying to figure out how old he was. I said, aren't you just like the beginning of the second year? He said, yeah. I said, who's getting married? He said, he got a call. They were calling Al-Shem Al-Sid. They had the eye in him already. I said, that's mamish forward thinking. You know, it's uh, going to be no gay in another two years. I said, chances are your friend is going to even be a mochash of a chacham and growing. Uh, whatever information you have now is quite uh, dated and old. So... If you're not the main source of information, you don't have to be answering because you might not know how to answer. And if you are, and the chevra's already uh, by the parsha, you have to be very careful. You have to start chazering or learning for the first time, and you have to decide that you're not under pressure to answer right away because you have to get it right in every word you say and every nuance people are looking for. And this is uh, Shaila often of uh, Dina Nefashas. So if you start thumfering when they ask you about the Mailas, that's not going to be good already, even if you say, oh, can I call you back? I have to figure out the nicest way to say this. That's not a good sign. So there has to be some other excuse. Here's the Allah be Mashadam Ne'a Shalom that, uh, you know, I'm middle, I can't talk to you, uh, we're just having lunch, you're going into Mincha, and uh, I'll call you back, and be Masader, how are you going to do it? And if it's a close friend of yours, you know you're going to be called. If you don't have a Mahalach, or there's no good Mahalach, uh, you ask not to be on the resume. That doesn't mean if the guy is a um, kleptomaniac, I take extreme cases, kleptomaniac is a guy who steals everything in the dorm, so you'll say it's not so extreme. It doesn't happen every day, and if there's a real problem and somebody's got to say it we're talking about a problem that is somewhat uh, subjective and somewhat uh, obvious if you go out with the person and then you have to know who you're talking to are they going to figure it out are there issues on the other side there are complicated and again you got to try to figure this out ahead of time 
So let me read to you this particular question. You'll understand uh, where I'm going with this. A friend of mine is in Shaduchim. I think it might be I might be asked for information. He has very poor social skills. Now that already is an assumption. Could be everybody's maida. Could be the person writing it in. Probably somebody sitting here uh, doesn't have enough experience in life to know what's poor, what's not, and. That's not a tiny on him, depending on the age. I don't know who this is. But let's take it for granted for a moment. He has very poor social skills. I think that's something the other side should know about. However, I also feel that this would be easily picked up when meeting him. Okay? Should I volunteer this information? If not, when asked about his social skills specifically, how should I respond? That's a very good, thought-out question. And assuming the person asking has he social skills, he certainly knows how to write. So, how do you handle this? So, we call this a milsa David Leguy. So, why do you have to say something? The answer is it's not easy to do because often you don't know who's calling. You have to try to figure out on the other side what are they looking for. I had this specific uh, Indian. They finally got out of the person they were calling that the social skills are not, uh, he's a fine buck and nothing wrong with him, but they're not so uh, ay ay ay. And he finally said it, and they said, that's Cavaldi, it's exactly what we're looking for. Because hers aren't either. Okay? Thanks. So <laughs> you have to know who you're talking to, and you have to, so how do you know who you're talking to? You don't, but sometimes you could. And depending on your age and how well you can carry this conversation, you can go on the offensive, so to speak, and say, well, tell me what you're looking for. Now, if they're calling somebody is married, that's easier to do. I, I don't know if a bacher should be now getting the raid on the, this guy's uh, daughter and uh, you know, what she's looking for. You don't want to get too personal. You want to keep this call short. So depending on who you are, how old you are, and if you can figure out who you're talking to, but it's an excellent example, an excellent question. It's not necessarily a pagam, depending on what they need, and uh, the hashara he's making is not so black and white. There's a lot of gray over here, and a lot of gray in every single hashara you're making. Uh, you decide that uh, he's too makbed and everything, and he's too temperamental. Uh, why? Because in the dorm once you had a, a big fight on uh, who's uh, turning on the air conditioner or not. Yeah, th- these things happen all the time. The heat, the air conditioner, I, I, I told one <laughs> buckle last year, I said, why don't you wait till you're married to argue about these things? These are not things you have to uh, argue about in the dorm. He said, no, no, it's Nagea. I said, it's really Nagea? He says, actually, it's not really that Nagea, but we like handling it. I'm, okay, at least he's honest. That's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with um, a little give and take to relax at the end of the day. Then the guy makes a shara that he's a kasan and a kaptan. <laughs> might be very subjective, which is in obviously a very important thing to try to figure out and be honest with yourself. The key is don't assume you have all the information and don't say things with such stark uh, conviction like this is Tiramisinai. And Akulam, don't feel you have to answer the question right away, or at all, if you feel you don't have the sugya clear, because it can make a big difference in somebody else's life. So, it's a very, very good question. So, you have to say, this is my opinion, I don't know him that well, he's a, uh, it's the first... 
you have to bookends that he's a very deep fellow and he's not painfully shy, but he's he thinks about things and it comes out. So he doesn't say things, doesn't blurt things out, which might be the case, by the way. A lot of times, if he's not like rah-rah saying whatever comes to his mind very quickly and sharp, mm-hmm. even though, if you think about it a little more, he probably would regret that he just said it. So people look at that. No, we want somebody bubbly, and I, I've been used to this word for decades. They asked me about the girl. Is, is she bubbly? I said, lots of suds. Just pour on the detergent, and there's bubbles all over the place. So that's not in today's world of advertising. Everybody's got to be out there with a quick, sharp line. Uh, the quick, sharp lines often uh, border on either something that's stuss or something that's gaivo or something that's hurtful. Or that, that We shouldn't be awarding prizes for those things. So the fellow who doesn't do that, oh, he's shy and he's not socially, he doesn't have something. So there are many different madregas in this, and often the shara is based on societal norms which come from the Goyim. So it used to be, as I'll say, and still should be the case, and it's hard to get this point across, even though it's quite clear in Chazal, you want to describe Yidin, you want to describe Heilige Yidin, you describe Ben Avram, Yisrael in particular Ben Avram. No, so Chazal say very clear descriptions. Baishanim. Baishanim? That's like the worst lotion hurry you could say. Baishan? That means he's not sharp and quick on his feet, saying sharp lines that can uh, ruffle as many feathers as possible and be over on a nose of arm every hour on the hour. He's not that type of guy. We're looking for that type of guy. We like the uh, guys who could be you know, life of the party and very sharp. Just against Chazal. That's all. Bashanim used to be a Maila, as I'll say. It still is, but somehow in today's society, it's not. It's whoever could say the quick line and be, and if it's not, he's not socially really on the ball. So we got to fix that because our Hashkafa has to be in line with Chazal, not to try to fit Chazal into a square peg. That's true in general, and that's why it's. Uh, with that said, are there people with very poor skills that need a little help? Yeah, but and yeah, there's a lot of gray in this, uh, in this discussion. Speaking of which, so the information by Shaduchim, I'll just uh, walk you through. It's a very complicated sugi Yavamis, just to show you how the shitas are pretty far apart. There's a clear uh, minig on how to approach it. Well, let's talk about something that's not gray, and there's really a problem here. And somebody calls you, and they are ask, trying to ask you point blank questions and get as much information. I'm not tying on them. So what are you allowed to say? Why are you allowed to be Mashana? Because either they're going to find out themselves and have to get their foot in the door, or they're going to volunteer the information themselves, but after they go out a couple of times. And there is, according to the way we pass Allah said, there is room for this. It's never an exact science, and nobody really likes it on the other end. Say, well, why don't you tell me beforehand? Well, that's why there's a psak when it comes to these things. And the sugya and memhei nivamis has apsak. This is an extreme case, but it actually comes up a lot. In the world of Kirov, this comes up like every other time. Or every third time. It's, a, it's a, quite a common case. What's the din? Allah lamaisa. It's a machlekes in the Gemara. And it's a long sugya. Allah lamaisa. Akam ababat Yisrael. No, the vlad is Yisrael. Push. That's how we paskin. I say push it. There's, um, there might be a shitas Rashi, the Shaila, what Rashi holds Lamaisa, that he needs Geras, not the Minig. 
even though it's easy to do. Usually, he has a bris of some sort. Take him to the mikvah. It takes three minutes. We don't normally do it. If somebody learns the sukkah yavam, and comes to me and says, "I'm about tshuva. My father was akum. I don't know. I learned the sukkah. Uh, can you take two dayanim and come to the mikvah?" And he asked me to do it. I can't ignore it. There is a sheet there, Mishain, and the holds like this. Rabbi Kivega that talks about maybe we should do it. The minig is not so. Well, let's assume for our purposes, when you get to the Sukhim Yavamis, you'll understand where the Shittas are coming from. The kid is a Yid. So far, so good. So, if you've seen this uh, Sugya, the Gemara, at the end of the Sugya, says, gives you two cases. So, when a fellow like this, obviously a from guy, is asking a Shailas from the Gadol Adar, and he said, what should I do? I'm holding my Shidduchim. And this fellow from Guy is a um, product of Akam Abba Yisrael. And Allah is a Yid. So obviously he was asking him, what do I do about giving over such information? Pretty important, Shaila. Pretty extreme case, but it's not that uncommon. So he told them either itma means hide, but it means go to a different city. They didn't have modern communication then. So if you move from Surah to Pumpadisa, uh, there were Shayar's Matilias, but they, they didn't have, couldn't pick up a phone and find out. They just moved to a different city and then start going out a year from now, integrate the community and start showing up at the best measures, Minyan, you know, find Ben Terra, and they'll start writing Yishaduchim. Or Nasir Basmanach, marry somebody with a similar Yichus Pagam. It's Pagam over here, but it's not Absul. So, the Achrayinim, it's interesting, none of the Shainim even asked this Shaila. But the Achrayinim have long, long discussions on what to do with this line. If you ever learned this Sugya, what, how did you learn it? It's go to Pompadisa, go to a different city, hide, don't hide in the city, meaning you'll show up, you're a nice from Ben Terra with a new identity, which means no identity, and they'll start writing your Shaduchim. So, in terms of giving information, so when they read the Shidduch, not going to say, can we call anybody in your hometown? You can't call anybody. Can we send somebody who's going on the next caravan there and we'll get an answer in a few months? Uh, maybe, but apparently they were assuming that wasn't going to happen. Let's push on the Gemara over here. So, what's really going on? He's going to go and pass himself off as a regular from... Pentera, FFB, whatever you want, whatever Ashitavis you want to give. And he's here, where you're from, is I decided to learn here. Very fine. Yeshiva's over here. And I learned a few years in Surah now I'm in Pumpadisa and everything's everything's fine. Go to Narada, there are plenty of places to go. You go to Muncie, you go to plenty of places to go. So it's clear he's not saying anything. And the Gemara is not only fine with it, the Gemara brings Allah Lamaizra that told him to do that. Why is that mother? Good Kasha. Have you learned this uh, Sugi recently? Yavamas, last month, you had an extra month to get the Daf Mem Hey, no? It's an obvious, uh, obvious issue. So Stipler has a long shtickle on this, and he says what uh, many other Peskim think is a Chiddush. Apparently, he thought it was not such a Chiddush, and he held like it. Lamaisa, the Minig is not like this. I'm starting off with this Shita. It's a big difference in Shita number one and Shita number two. Stipler held that the reason it's not a Mechal Tos, it's not Ganevis Das. 
is because Bidyevid, once they get married, and he's a fine guy, he's a good guy, he's a from guy, and he's, oh my God, good husband, and they're married, and then uh, a month or a year or two into the marriage, I'll mention, oh, they get the schmooze, about that. tell me about your childhood in Pumbadisa, and then he changes the subject, but after the third conversation, he says, well, yeah, we're a little complicated, and then it comes out, it's an Akama Baba Sisrael. So is she going to insist on getting a get? So Stipler says, no, she's not going to, in most cases, because as uncomfortable as it is now when she hears this background, it's far more uncomfortable to have a good marriage as a good guy. It's far more uncomfortable to ask for a divorce. So she's going to be, she might be upset, you should have told me before, and he's going to say, no, I, I went to the Gadol of the and he said, go move to a different city. And pretty implicit in that is that I'm not supposed to say anything, I don't have to say anything, so I didn't say anything. This could be a um, to getting a good shidduch. So he tells his Eishas Chayel now that you were the good shidduch, come from a great family, and that's what I wanted to marry, and that's why I didn't say anything. Pretty logical. She might not agree, might be upset, and uh, okay, so have to get over it. But the stipler says she's not going to ask for a get, and it's not get material. He doesn't have to tell uh, to the tiny. He can apologize if he wants to. It's always good to do whether you're right or wrong, even though you got a psak. That's a good lesson to keep in mind for later on in life. And, and you go on. See, he's, so Stipel is saying that whatever wouldn't be a mechotos, mechotos, and Sugi is a mechotos, you have to trigger a mechotos. It's not obvious mechotos. You have to come with the taina. So if the car is missing an engine, you don't have to come with any taina. It's an umdur of the muchach and and sadi. Most people would like to drive the car out of the showroom and go home, and you can't do that without an engine. So even though the credit card cleared already, you don't have to come and make the taina. It's like, just walk out of the car and dispute the charges. Let's say everything's working and there's uh, one of the new bells and whistles that uh, if, the, um, if the CD thing is not working, if they make it, that's Mamasha Mechotelis, you can't listen to a shear. So that's like worse than the engine. Without an engine, you can't move. Without that, you can't even listen to a shear. You're just sitting in the car. So let's uh, say the air conditioner. The air conditioner is not, uh, most days are nice and cool. Is that a mechotos? I think most people would say today it is, but when they first came out, not every car had it. So you have to come back, you have to make the taina. Stiple says she's not going to do that. So Meila, since Bidyevid in this matzav, she's not going to taina mechotos, she wants to undo the whole nesuin, so then l'chotchil, you don't have to say anything. And many, many peskim assume not so, and the minig is not so. If it's considered, you have to figure out there are a hundred cases like this. What's a mum goldo? What's a mum cut? And what are people mocked on when you have to say it? There are a lot of things that go into this, but this comes up in a lot of areas. The assumption is that you could not say something in certain situations to get your foot in the door and start, but you can't go to the chuppah and not say it because it's going to cause a lot of issues. And even though the mice, uh, she might not ask for a get, the stipend is great, but that doesn't make it mutul chachila to do the Ganevis das in the first place. So far, so good. So the stipler is saying a bigger chidish, must place in the minig is not like what the stipler is saying. Shaila is the stipler has the gemar. Abhuda said, zeal itmar. Go to a different city and don't say a word. So, how does everybody else learn the gemar? Any ideas? It's just uh, I'm giving you the Rosh Tevis of a very complicated sugya. But how else do you learn the Gemara? The stipe was right. He's saying his pshat from the Shrekite in the, in the psak that Rabbi Yudu gave. So the aside is as follows. Ashtambach mentions this in 
his tshuva and others mentioned a similar idea. He went to another town. I told you there are no telephones. There are no telephones. But there's a way to check it out. A family that is mocked on a Yana Yuchsin, a guy shows up, even showed up a year ago. It's a nagay to a shidduch, nagay to the daughter. They're going to ask questions. You'll send a shaliach to Pumpadis and ask, what's the story over here? Where's this guy from? And uh, uh, we don't need a Rabbi Shainakol over here. It doesn't have to be a great grandson of Bidon Nasi, but uh, we just want to know what the story is. We, we never saw this guy before. And they'll find out the story. They'll make a decision. They're interested, they're not interested. They could have done that, and they didn't. So. They didn't. That's Magala. That they're not so makbid. Would they prefer? Yeah, they, everybody has preferences. But they're not so makbid. So if they're not so makbid, and they could have asked, and they could have held it up a little more, they didn't. So then, there, you don't have to say anything. You never have to check. The fallback position is, despite what happened six months ago, I'll get to that in a minute, maybe a little bit, not too much. Uh, you, the fallback position is you're, you're going out with somebody that's a shidduch set up and uh, you do know the family directly you don't you don't have to assume it's not even a good idea in terms of people always looking for things to discuss on a date I strongly do not suggest even the second or third date uh, so are there any mamzerim in the family that would not go over very well uh, matter of fact you will get a name that uh, it's ridiculous alright so for Mabzeras? For real Psulim? Even for the Pagamu? Make sure she's not a Grusha. And if you want to be kind of Gogol, make sure she's not a Mamana. But uh, how many other... Uh, what? That's a problem. But usually there's some warning sign for that. Not always, by the way. I had a Misa once where I'm not sure how the Yemazai like to be done the Katsus, but it was um, out of town Shidduch and they're coming in. It, was, it took weeks to set up and the Shatchan, uh, the Bachar was close to me and he came to me 11.30 at night. I was in Flatbush. 11.30 at night I was uh, walking home from Landau's. You're allowed to have Meyer of late just before Chatzai's. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I was crossing. I remember I was crossing Ocean Parkway. You know, there's an island over there. Anybody ever been to Brooklyn? And all of a sudden, I hear quick footsteps behind me. So it's Kadai. If you, it's 11:30 at night, and you hear quick footsteps to turn around and just make sure everything's okay. And I turned around. Bochshem was him. I said, Chaim, not his real name. I said, Oh, well, what brings you here? He says, I, I was looking. I went to the house. You weren't there. I said, You admire us. So I figured I would uh, come to Avenue L. So I said, well, you have a shayla? He says, very important shayla, very timely. I said, can I wait till tomorrow? He said, he doesn't think so. So he took me into uh, the side alley, and then I took him home because I realized it was talking a difficult shayla. The kids are, he just found out now after like six weeks of hachanas that 25 years ago plus, um, the mother was not yet from, and there's a great story. And she became from as a family of Shemus of Erzgevaldi. They just the Shatran forgot to mention that when she wasn't yet from, she was married to a quote unquote to an Akum, and she called them 11 day at night, like they're flying in the next day. And they were just calling to give the Marma Kemet to the airport, and he said, oh, By the way, I uh, just have one last question before you go to sleep. Are you a Kanye by any chance? That's the Shatran asked them. So that happens to be I am. I don't know what she knew, what she didn't know. And 
Then uh, she said, oh, uh, well, if you are, um, I just want to tell you, so she gave the background back to somebody else. He said, that's fine. It's, it's, I checked out the family already. Everything is fine. And then she, the Sechad let out the information that when she was married, that uh, that a baby, and um, she said, okay, you know, she wasn't from you. Yeah, and okay, from everything's fine. She says, yeah, the, the, that little girl that was born is the one you're going out with. So, that's your question. That's rare. It's not rare that it can happen. It's rare that somebody should not realize there's a serious shy lover here and then say it. So better late than never. So he wanted to know, um, what do I do? I said, you don't go out. He said, this, this is a Sogin Yavamis, it's a Kavachimer, the Shlok of the Kavachimer, and the Machab is brought down, you can't get married, but you can. So I was talking to him and learning about the Sugya, and he heard about Bidyev, he said, What was that? Bidyev? I said, Bidyev, he started smiling. I said, What did I just say that caused you to smile? He said, Bidyev, the Mamish booked a flight, and they're coming in, and it's. Bidyev means they got married already. You didn't even start going out. So that was unfortunate, but. That's, I don't have too many cases like that. That one stuck in my mind. Usually, uh, they don't drop the ball, and, uh, and they don't have to marry Kayan. There are a lot of other fine people to marry. So, um, that could happen, but it shouldn't be handled that way. The Maisa of Shonbach is tiny, and it's a, it's a good shot in the Sugya, that if they wanted to know, they'd ask. If they're not asking, that means they're not so mocked. And if you'd ask them and point out this piece of information, would they say, no, maybe even not, but let them do something to ask. That's his Mahalach and the Sugya. The stipler disagrees. This is an extreme case. You're not going to come across this too often unless you're dealing with these Shailas. But there are many, going back to the guy who was socially not that outgoing or was uh, Rahmanan, Bashanan, or somewhere in between, you have to really figure out what's the MS, what's the Hashara, and try to find out who you're talking to or what they're looking for because it could be damaging in either direction. And then, per your question before, make sure you like the guy. Because if you have a Tainan in him already from uh, last man when he uh, slugged you up in the middle of Shear or something like that, or he uh, did something else not so nice, then you puzzle this and you should really pass the phone to, uh, to somebody else. Don't tell them. <laughs> I got one support to me. He really was Yetzir the Chafetz Chaim. He told them, he says, I'm puzzled, I don't like the guy. This is the information he's not sharing. <laughs> so... I said, they probably didn't get on a very nice impression. He said, you don't like the guy. I said, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. There's a way just to step aside and let somebody else handle it if you're not a bar to do it, obviously. This watch must be wrong. It says five to one. Um, did you instruct the guy not to bring the pizza here? Uh, okay, we'll skip over the next few questions and we'll go just to some... Uh, if you have questions you sent in, they always end up being used. So, Mr. Shem, we will you know, get to it. First of all, speaking of Lashon Har and Matzi Shemra and the uh, Diktuk among your friends, and when you talk to people, especially when it's Nagea, Lashon Har is still also when it's not. And Lashon Shamayim, Rahmal San's a bigger Taina when it wasn't even Nagea to somebody, he was Samshmuzi. But I noticed. And you all know this Rashi. I noticed that it seems to be a Meshra Banu understood, which means it was Emes Lamitai, that the simple Avla and Avera of Lashon Har and Metzi Shemra is enough to hold up the Gulu. You know which Rashi am I referring to? 
So when he tries to break up the fight, uh, and he was threatened that we're going to turn you in, and we know what you did yesterday, and you killed the Mitzri, Meshavana says, Look again at the Rashi. And Rashi says, Rashi brings down from Chazal that Moshe Rabbeinu himself, who had the full Messiah from Yechebed, even though he grew up in the palace, he said, I couldn't understand, I was struggling with the fact that there's somebody who Ilam, and they're not much better than Klai Yisrael, and why are Klai Yisrael Meshubed and nobody else is? Why are we suffering? Tzadik Ra'ala, Rosh Rabbeinu goes back to discuss that later when he says, it's a difficult Nisayin all the time, but right now Moshe Rabbeinu says, I see the Shibbat in front of me. Then he hears this, and he, the guy threatens to master on him, and he realizes there was a lot of Lashon Har involved already, and he says, Now I understand where we're in Golis. That's a pretty frightening Rashi. One of the questions here that we didn't get to is um, our role in the Gula process, which is a whole separate schmooze. But this Rashi is a good starting point. The Benam Chavero in general, and Diburma Serm, especially when they're not absolutely necessary for the Ta'elas, you stop schmoozing. You sit around in a dorm or at lunch or Rachmal San, the base magician, you schmooze. There's a mathematical equation. If you draw a graph, I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but the longer you talk, the more of a chance you will sooner rather than later bump into Lashon Hara, especially if it's Yeshiva Shahak. So it's a question of a minute, two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes. It, it'll happen. The longer you're in the matzah, so I'm not saying you can't schmooze, you got to relax a little bit. But you got to know, the longer you do that, longer than necessary just to relax is uh, an explosion waiting to happen. And Meshach Rabbeinu here says, and Rashi brings down, that he was 100% right in being cheshit. The reason we're still in this shibud is because of Lashon Hara, Dilturim, Mesira, not Mesira, throwing people in jail necessarily, although there was a Sakana. The general lack of the Achtus and the Chevroshaf, and Moshe Rabbeinu was very concerned about that. So that's the first thing you see when you start talking about Golas Mitzrayim. To fast forward to the Gula process, because we don't have too much time. We spoke about at the beginning of the uh, share today about following the news and you will know what's going on in general and people ask me how will I know if the Mashiach comes I said well you can call me on a weekly basis I'll let you know if it happens beforehand uh, it wasn't uh, obviously a, uh, a serious question most of us know what's going on sometimes too much and the fact that we're becoming more and more shakua in Yane Elamaze and the culture, even when it looks good, is becoming uh, the biggest problem of the dar. Even if you're staying away from all the horrible, insidious devices that bring all these things in. So there's a line in the Agada, among many other Chazals, but they want to touch up what Yaakovin was most, most worried about. Yaakovin came down to Mitzrayim. He's very nervous. They're going into Golis. Akash Baruch came to Minavua. They're going to survive. They're going to come out. So 
Yagasham in Nagoda. Malame Shal Yared Yaakov Inu Shlakeh Mitzrayim El Lagasham. How did you learn that line? Malame Yaakov is going down. Yagasham. He lived there. Shalom Yared Yaakov Inu Shlakeh Mitzrayim El Lagasham. Lishtakeya means to become part of the society. Logger means you happen to be here, that's your physical address. That's becoming more challenging. Got the Yeshiva Bacharim and the best years of their life, you can go into a, a cave and steig away and not miss anything and miss all the things you're supposed to be missing. That's the might of going into Islam, realize Ashrechan, how valuable that is. And the people have to deal with it, uh, will hopefully know how to filter. There's a medrash, a yalkut. Out of all the things to pick, it says that when they started getting nervous about the guy not liking them and sticking out, which is always the problem, and the Yetzirah to stop being more like the guy and so you can be accepted more, which we've learned from history over and over again that it works the opposite direction. And the closer you try to move, the more hatred, sin, and damage there is. A famous space Alevi on it. So the Yalkut over here says they didn't want to do Averas at first. So the Lushan of the Yalkut to Malayar, it's Aisam. Brings this shtick on the Yerach Lamayadim. Shenazmalu Bate Tartasias Bate Karkasias. That's circuses and theaters. All things to pick. A circus and a theater doesn't mean they're doing something wrong yet, but it means they're interested in showing that they're part of what's going on and once they're doing that they will unfortunately pick up all the typhus and all the other inyanim that the goyim who would hold their good citizens hold there's absolutely nothing wrong and this is our way of life if you already put yourself in that matzav and you let any of it in there's a sakana in the Sugi of Chukosei Leselechu, we had a share on this, I think, three years ago, uh, a one hour, very short version. Halacha Lamaisas came up a Chalamai, they had a circus, a kosher circus, everything was glad kosher. And there was a debate uh, do we really need this? Do you have to import this uh, type of thing? I'm not here to critique Chalamai, uh, clean fun is uh, hard to figure out, and this is not the worst of it. But there suddenly was brought up at the time in Indian that you look at all the Midrashim and in the Sugya Chukaseim, even if you're doing nothing wrong, they keep talking about circuses and theaters. Why? Chukaseim is only usher if it's a breach in Sneas or if it's a Chashash of Arazara, Shemitz of So if you go to something and the entertainment is fine, so why is this even a discussion? And yet you look at Rashi Chumash on Chukaseim, it's this week's Parsha. Not, not a coincidence. And it keeps talking about theaters and circuses. So why? If there's no technical iser of chukasayim l'salechem. The answer is, Rashi's not talking about technical iser, he's talking about the chashash that once you're in it and you look around and you're trying to be a doctor by Allah, he's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong this time. So it's okay, so you can take some of it in. And the Eitzahara designs this that the first time not, second time not, third time maybe a little, fourth time maybe a little. Um, Somebody just yesterday, it was a busy day, came to complain to me. He says, what is this with the Yitzhahara? He says, I find myself in a mess, and I'm trying to trace my steps back. How did I get here? And I realized it was a very slow process. I said, you're from. Of course it was a slow process. The Yitzhahara is going to wake up one morning after Madani. Chaim, you want to do some Avodah Zarah? Not going to work. 
What about Zara? I'm trying to make Kriyashma Bizman. Birchus Kriyashma Bizman. What about Zara? Starts a very slow uh, water drip and you get sucked in. And all of a sudden, things you're hearing and things you're seeing, even though you're not interested, are seeping in that it's not so bad. And the next time you hear it, the next time you see it, it's not so bad. So this is all in Yaakovina's Azhara. Don't join them for anything because we're not here. The Shtakea, we're here longer. And people, because they like the friend for a lifestyle of things they're doing, and the smarter you are, and B'nai Teira are very on the ball and sharp, even if they're uh, Bashanim a little bit, and they're looking for Teirutzim. So, what I left uh, the Elam with, this past Shalashudas, is the ability to look for things, to friend for your own Maisim, and you can fool yourself to thinking that these are Rayas instead of uh, Kashas. So everybody talks about why in the world if Pyro was fast forward to Gulas Mitzrayim and the grand finale of uh, Kriyas Yamsuf. So you corner Klaisel, you bring your whole army, whatever's left of it, the best horses, you're cornering them and you're about to close in. There's no way out here. And all of a sudden, Yamsuf splits. That's considered the biggest nace of all the Makis and everything that happened. Nope. Say so your power, you're at the front of the army, and you're about to ride into this. If you had any brains, what would you do? So there's a way, we don't know how to do it. There's a way to turn a horse around. There's a blinker, you turn around, you pull it this way, you can make a U-turn. And he didn't. So what in the world is he thinking? So Desla says that part of the ace over here wasn't just an ace by Kiris Yansuf, every single body of water in the entire world split, including what was in their pots and their canteens and and he started hearing from the soldiers that, you know, I can't take everything's splitting. No, so what would we say? So whatever halimus you had about it not being an ace, now you see Hashem is showing the whole world it's one big ace. And Pyro was looking for Tirutz and said, you know what, I wasn't going to follow them in because it looks like Hashem is saving Klai Yisrael because it just split and now they have a way out and I don't want this to cave in on me. And then he heard, no, it's happening all over the world. He says, you know what the Pshad is? Pshad is, it must be near the gravitational pull of the moon, and it's causing all the waters in the world to split, and therefore it's not a din in Klai Yisrael. It just happens to be happening now, so we'd have to worry about it. There's nothing to do with them versus me. Did you ever hear a crazier, more chromosphere than that? You have to, like, almost be brilliant to think your way out. You're staring into, it just split. The answer is... Uh, He's not looking for kashas on his lifestyle. He's looking for terutzim on his actions. And he drives straight in. You'd say, okay, that's the Rasham in the olden times. They don't make Rasham like they used to. They don't. They don't make tzaddikim like they used to. Either. I'll close with this Misa. Because it's more recent, so uh, people feel they could, uh, they could touch it and feel it more. It's Shemitah. So it's very timely. You've all heard of Mendelssohn, Moshev Kalmius. He was the tzaddik who basically Chaznish was instructing, but put Shemitah on the map in Eitzestral, talking about uh, in the 50s, Lemus Parm. And you needed Mamish Agibar Chayil. You need it today also, because whatever money we're sending is not enough, but uh, at least it's on the agenda. He was the first one, the first Nachshem Ben to jump in. 
and in Moshav Kamamias, they did nothing for Shemitah. Surrounded was obviously the whole area was for farming. There are a number of kibbutzim that were not yet from. Uh, you'll see in a moment that's an understatement. And there's Mashav Kamias in the middle, and there was uh, probably what's uh, the closest thing to a nice nigla we've had in recent times. They were attacked by Arba. Not as bad as the Arba Mitzrayim, because the Pasuk says that never happened again to that extent, but locusts like consuming crops. So whatever's there is going to be destroyed, and all the kibbutzim around were not yet from, and they weren't keeping Shemitah, and all the crops were there, and this is their whole panasa. And a swarm of millions and millions of locusts come, and the Pella, and there were people there watching it, they landed, and you could see this like a whole cloud, a pillar of flying insects. And to their absolute amazement, they stopped all around the border of Kamamias, and none of them went in there. You could see a wall around, if you had any sake as where the fence should be, between Kamamias and the other kibbutzim, now you saw it. The wall of locusts. So as the Mysa recently, there's a Balchuva learning in B'nai Brak, and he never heard this Mysa, and somebody in Shiva told him the Shemitah. It's an amazing story. Now, they were protected, and there was a simon in Shemayim, and he's thinking back and he says, you know, he's from the next kibbutz right there. And his father, who's now probably in his 70s or 80s, was probably alive then. So next Ben Azdarm, he gets on the phone and he says, Abba, I just heard an amazing Misa. Were you there? His father is not yet from still. So believe it or not, he said, yeah, I was there. He said, they described it like this. Did you see it? He said, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. He's in B'nai Brock, <laughs> learning, and the father's as fry as can be still. He says, you saw it? He said, yeah, it was the most incredible thing. You stood at the border, and our thing, we were being overwhelmed with locusts, and you look over there, and there's nothing there. He said, you were there? He says, I was a teenager. So he asked him, what'd you do? What'd you do means, how do you ignore that? So he said it was a big problem. And all the kibbutzniks were standing around. Picture the scene. They stand, it's a hot day, and they're in their shorts and their um, sandals, and they're uh, looking and looking, and don't know what to do with it. So they said, look, yeah, we're farmers, we're not so smart. So they called the head kibbutznik, the secretary of the whole area, and said, you got to come down quickly. you got to see this. It's unbelievable. So he comes down, and uh, he's looking at it. His mouth is open. And he said, uh, David, uh, what do you say? Which in English means, what should we say? So he thinks for a minute, and he says, you know, the food of the Haredim is so horrible, even the locusts don't want it. Unbelievable story. That's what he told the son. So now you wonder, how can power drive into the answer? So Yid has a greater neshama, has even more guilt feelings. So either you are made there, you're looking at something as Yad Hashem, maybe you should rethink your Ruchnius, or you make up some crazy explanation how Kamamias is so bad 
that we don't want to go in and even the locusts don't want to go in. The son obviously was pretty upset and dismayed hearing that that's what the Rashka Bahag came up with as a shot. But we shouldn't make fun of them because, Baruch Hashem, we were born into a very luxurious lifestyle in Ruchnius and we get to learn and we get to have a Messiah and most of them didn't and we would hopefully not give a ridiculous terrorist a friend for their lifestyle but often we do things that we're thinking as we're doing them as we're doing it with our friends or discussing it whatever. maybe this is not so gavaldic in terms of the diktuk ba'alocha or for our ruchnius and then we start thinking of terutzim that would answer that yeah it's a din and we heard it in Shia but it doesn't apply over here and start making chalukim and chalukim and chalukim so the key to bring it to the Zman is to remember Besimcha Shreinam Atet Chalkeinu, especially the Bokram who are uh, sitting in Yemen undisturbed and don't have to deal with a lot of the Mishagasin out there in everyday life. And also understand that the Achrayas is to raise your own Madrega Zman by Zman, day by day, even if they're in the Philis. The overall picture of the graph should be going higher. And make sure in a nice, proper way to help your friends do that as well. And as soon as you start saying over too much lumdus to friend for why something is mutter, because everybody's doing it and there's got to be a heter somewhere, and there's a svexfeka, because one suffix is, I'm not sure it's usher, and the other suffix is, maybe I missed another svara, and maybe somebody else has a teretz, or some lumdus like that. As soon as you bring honesty into the equation, it's a tremendous, tremendous uh, stop sign. You can't start transferring and saying Krumkai, then it'll, it'll wake you up. And you'll say, you know what? It's not the right thing to do. It's better to admit it's not the right thing. Maybe next time you'll think about it longer than being dishonest about it. Everybody will steig. And get everybody else to steig. And uh, maybe you'll come back at the end of this man. Even before then, it'll be a, a better place to live. in a different welcome. Atzlochem. There are USBs if anybody needs updated ones. In the bag there.